Andrew Douglas here, founder and creator of the Piper's Dojo and of Dojo University. And in today's episode, we've got a little bit of food for thought, a little bit of analogy to the real world, and it's going to help us develop our overall thought process surrounding embellishments. Whew. So with that in mind, get ready for Piper's Dojo TV. We'll see you in there. So um, apologies in advance if you're not yet old enough to drive, although, uh, you know, I think most of us out there have at least uh, driven a car a little bit uh, because most pipers that have realized that they need to get better at piping are older than 16 years old. Uh, those young whippersnappers just get better and better really fast, kind of like I did when I was a kid, but, um, you know, I think I was kind of fortunate to learn at a really, really young age and to kind of be surrounded by really, really great pipers like my dad, like Donald Lindsay, like Jim Clough, and um, all the other people that surrounded me and helped make me better uh, in the early stages. So here's my question. Um, if I asked you to run outside and turn on your car, um, would you have to, uh, you know, would you have to research that or would that be very difficult to do? And the answer is no. As a matter of fact, when I get into my car, turning everything on is effortless and easy, and it's no problem. Uh, however, there are a wide variety of steps that, going in, that go into properly turning on and off the car. Um, you know, mainly it's going to be unlock the doors, put the key in the ignition, uh, but one of the, you know, once the key is in the ignition, there's a few other things, like you have to make sure the car is in park, or else I don't think the car will turn on. Um, and then we're, I'm not really talking about a manual shift. I'm just talking about automatic. Another thing is, you know, turning on the lights. Another thing is initiating the brake before you uh, shift out of park into gear, right? There's a lot of different steps that go into that. And um, the point I'm trying to make is once you become familiar with that situation and you get used to the process of turning on that car, uh, you learn that muscle memory and it just becomes complete second nature. Um, however, with that said, I remember when I was learning how to drive a car and I got behind the driver's seat really for the first time, we went through all the steps involved in starting the car and I was actually kind of shocked and a little bit intimidated at all the little different steps that just for that brief moment seemed really complicated. Now, we have to be able to break that down, okay, we have to understand those steps, don't we? Because if we ever buy a new car or if we're ever in a situation where we're, where we're about to drive a new car, we have to be able to recreate those steps in a different environment. For example, the key goes in a slightly different place. The shifter might be on the steering wheel rather than in the console, right? The, uh, the worst one is always trying to find where the damn lights turn on, right? Um, and it's always a little bit tricky. Um, you also need to know where the wipers are in case uh, there's rain. Don't forget that step too. But my point is we do have to understand the fundamental component steps of turning on a vehicle, right? Now, when it comes to bagpiping, this analogy is going to apply to embellishments, okay? Now, most of us learn the muscle memory surrounding embellishments early on in the game, and then we move forward and we embed, and we re-embed, and we keep embedding, and we, we make this habit out of playing each of these embellishments. However, if we never learn the control, if we never learn to control the discrete steps, those individual steps of each and every embellishment, right? If we never learn the actual steps, and if we don't practice thinking through the actual steps of each and every embellishment as part of the learning curve, 
we're going to reach a point where we need to improve one of our embellishments, but we're not going to have the ability to do so because we never really learned and ingrained the steps. So I'm not going to go too much longer with this tangent, with this analogy, but my question to you today is this. Do you know the exact steps like that, like lickety-split, snap of a finger? Can you rattle off the steps of each and every embellishment in all of your tunes? For example, what are the steps of a D-throw? If it doesn't immediately come to mind that it's low G, D grace note to C, play D, okay, then you need to be a little bit more astute and you need to study this and you need to think of it because what if you need to break that down and change something about it or work on it or develop it or open it up? What about the steps of a C doubling? If G grace note to C, then D grace note on C doesn't immediately come to mind. You've got to learn these steps just a little bit better because that's how we're going to drill down and work to control things further and work to get better as pipers. So that's my little spiel today about how muscle memory is only good if it's the proper kind, right? If it's the kind of muscle memory that allows us to break things down if we need to later, just like starting the engine of your car. If you're interested more about learning the steps of embellishments, in particular some of the big bad wolf embellishments like dethrows, grips, and tailless, please check out our free guide that we have all about um, mastering and perfecting the art of these movements, which are typically sloppy. So if you struggle at all with sloppy movements, you definitely owe it to yourself to download this free PDF. Meanwhile, thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you on another episode of Piper's Dojo TV.